Welcome to this bonus, super awesome, sideways episode of... We I don't we didn't pick we one. We didn't have a fun name. San. Uh-huh. We're just gonna call it San. We're gonna call it didn't Super we come Awesome up with News. A fun name the other day that wasn't is uh, an acronym. No, it, Chase and I were just at the track and we were yeah. talking about uh, HEB acronyms. Uh, <laughs> his H-E-B, eternal boner. Uh, his eternal boner was good. Mm-hmm. Hepner eats boobies is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, For those of you in the rest of the world, <laughs> HEB is a grocery store here. Highly in enter- entertaining. World. Something it was highly boner. <laughs> anyway, everyone, welcome to this bonus episode, which will be us breaking down all the changes to the CrossFit Games, which Correct. we're not able to do. And another note for those of you listening, Armin is really hyped on pre-workout right now. Dude, so Chase started working for a drug dealer, and yeah. he is just providing all of the drugs. And <laughs> these these things are out of fucking control. Chase gave me a can of C4, uh, <laughs> and it's been sitting in my, in my uh, fridge because... <laughs> I usually work out in the evenings, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking poison my body with 200 milligrams of caffeine and a bunch of beta alanine and niacin and mm-hmm. shit at like 7 p.m. But mm-hmm. you should, but I should apparently. Mm-hmm. But um, Chase texted me this morning and he's like, "Hey, you want to hit the track before we record this?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's 110 degrees outside. Let's do this." <laughs> Perfect time to go running. Mm-hmm. So uh, I chugged that C4. Chase mm-hmm. was 40 minutes late. Three hours later, we're sitting here and I am still hyped. I am yes. still hyped. Hyped. I am still hyped. Pumped. All right. Yeah, I think... Uh, <laughs> God bless. You don't drink enough coffee. That's the problem. I broke I once took... I once was going to do rowing intervals at home, so I took a scoop of C4 and then, you know, was getting ready, and then I fell asleep on the couch for like an hour. That's incredible. That. So it's just... I think there's just so much... I'm on my like... I'm on my like 110th ounce of cold brew for the day, so... Dear Jesus. Have you ever brew. tried uh, powdered caffeine? Uh, uh, no, I haven't. Holy shit! Is All that right. a thing? That is a fucking thing. Isn't mm. that just C four though? No, it's like straight up powdered caffeine, I'm not and sure the serving size. Healthy. The serving size is like eighth of a teaspoon. Okay, so don't like do a whole fucking protein How, scoop. Worth no, of it. how are you no. just not like pissing while you're talking right now? That's what happens if I have too much caffeine. Well, I think it's probably it's been it's I've accumulated this tolerance over time, and uh, all and I mean, also surgically removed his bladder. So. Ah. Exactly. So and so I mean, there's really no uh, no negative externalities at this point, aside from the fact that my teeth hurt from grinding them all the time. <laughs> you know, but you know. Yeah, I've uh, deacclimated myself to caffeine. Back when uh. we did the uh, pre-workout challenge, I was at my max caffeination. Uh, and that fucked me up pretty good there. So now I'm just on two cups of coffee a day. So I'm pretty sure taking that C4 at this point would kill me. So I'm uh, I'm going to stay away from that. It's fascinating how literally within the first sip, my ears were tingling. And I was mm-hmm. like, God damn it, I'm itchy. <laughs> anyway, so the CrossFit Games, this is we're Now we're actually just getting into like real actual the episode. Actual podcast stuff. Yeah. We're, we're not here shit. for a real pod. Yes. God damn it. Uh, we're here to talk about the changes to the CrossFit Games mm-hmm. season. So what happened? That's right. Uh, uh, here's here's the gist. Here's the rundown. I've had to explain this a lot of times over the past uh, over the past couple days. So here's the gist: the open exists, mm-hmm. the games exist. Boo! <laughs> the regionals are gone. Invitational is gone. Yep. And uh, now the open is moving to October. Mm-hmm. Out of the five week open, every country with at least one licensed affiliate is going to qualify for the CrossFit Games, mm-hmm. the fittest male, fittest female, fittest team out of that country. Mm-hmm. Then, between October and August, when the games are, is a new season of sanctioned events, which are qualifiers, running between November and June. And up to 16 events. Right now, they have like 
three, I guess, but up to 16 events. And the winners of those events also get invites to the games. So that's how the general format is supposed to work. Just the winners, not the podium? Just the winners. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's my understanding. Although those, that type of detail is, is still yeah, yeah. up in the air. Because literally, they're like Dave Castro and Justin Berger are trying to figure that out right now. They're trying mm-hmm. to figure out all these details. That's why they haven't announced anything. 2019 is going to be a weird year. 2019 is going to be strange because... It is going to have two opens. Mm-hmm. It's going to have the open that we have known for the past few years, starting in February, but basically the open that started in 2011. Mm-hmm. That open is going to happen again. Into February through March. In February through March, correct. And then there's going to be no regionals. Hell yeah. There will be the games <laughs> in 2019, <laughs> August of 2019. And that open next year but is going to still qualify all the country qualifiers. So there yeah. are currently 162 countries that have at least one affiliate in them. Mm-hmm. And every single one of those countries is going to get a fittest male, fittest female, fittest team to mm-hmm. qualify through the open. And because there isn't going to be a, um, there isn't going to be any of those qualifiers in between February and August of 2019, they're probably going to be looking at like the worldwide leaderboard of the open to fill in the rest of the roster. Well, that's what the, uh, that's what the article said. Anyway, they're Correct. taking the overall top 20 to qualify there but in just, place of, just yeah, just for that season. Yeah, just yeah for that in, short in season. place of the uh, sixteen sanctioned events, which aren't going to be sanctioned in time. Yeah, the top twenty mm-hmm. per country. No, in overall. The, yeah, in the world. So they'll take the number one in each country, and then they'll take the like they'll take one through twenty in the world that haven't qualified. I guess, mm-hmm. which will literally be two through twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, needless to say, opinions are mixed. Yeah. <laughs> on this, yeah. Uh, on the internet, I was uh, I looked. Under the comment on your last video, or some of the comments, and I was looking on some other videos, and uh, obviously, huge negative reactions coming from a lot of people. A lot of people saying this is going to ruin the CrossFit Games, this is going to ruin uh, the sport, this is the CrossFit Games are over, blah, 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 blah. But just for a little bit of historical context, to throw this in here, I am old enough to remember when the uh, sectionals were done away with and the uh, Open was introduced. And it is worth noting, certainly, that at that time, I mean, we all just now think of the Open as the Open. It's this thing. It's great. Everyone loves it. It's a big part of the community. But at the time, when sectionals were done away with, and it was announced that there was going to be an online qualifier for the games, uh, it was greeted with pretty much, maybe not quite this negative, but pretty much as negative of a response uh, as this new announcement is getting. People just basically losing their shit, saying, oh my, how could it possibly... An online qualifier, people shooting videos of themselves and fucking just posting it online. This will never, ever, ever, ever work. And, you know, here we are, fast forward a few years, and the Open clearly works. Um, and so, just want to throw that into the mix. Trevor Bachmeyer is notwithstanding. Tre- your Trevor Bachmeyer. Brooke Wells notwithstanding. notwithstanding. Correct. Right. And Jacob Happner notwithstanding. That's right. That's right. So, um, so those little eccentricities aside, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to see, will this thing be, you know, what is this thing? Will it eventually, will we all look back on this pretty soon and realize that it's this, I mean, it's clearly a big turning point that will change the nature of what the games are. You know, um, I've been thinking about it lately and realizing, this is one thing I was thinking about. I was thinking about the fact that at the CrossFit Games, we all know that by like that day three when you're watching those lower heats of like the men and women and it's just like, oh, look, there's these guys, they're 800 points out of the lead and they're, you know, and they're just sort of participating at this point. Well, it's like 
what serves the CrossFit community better? That that is that it's basically forty guys who all live in Southern California who who make up those lower heats. Who? Uh, How dare you? Yeah, I'm just saying. For, uh, who, and it, Texas. And Texas. And 40, the South. There you go. Forty guys who live in Southern California who are uh, who are making up those heats. Because I think the big concern that everyone has is, well, all of these clearly non-fit people are going to show up to the CrossFit Games. Um, but it's not really, I don't see this as being something that's really going to affect those top 10 type people. No way. It's not going to affect the top 20 type people. They're still going to make it. And really the entire race is between those people anyway. So the real question is whether or not your favorite, uh, you know, regional winning games qualifier. You're Josh of, Bridges. Yeah, or whomever it is, is going to be there, or it's going to be some guy from Luxembourg who's there instead. And as much as I think a lot of people are having a knee-jerk gut reaction to what they think is a lack of, <laughs> they think is a lack of fairness that, you know, some, again, guy from uh, Luxembourg will be there instead of Josh Bridges. Uh, we're getting a lot of dog noise. Uh, is going to be there uh, instead of Josh Bridges. At the same time, you can see, f- certainly from a Glassman perspective, how for the future of the company, for the future of the viability of CrossFit as a methodology, not just as a sport, you know, there's a lot of advantages to seeing more people from other countries there. So, I don't you, know. You're right. You're right. Uh, my first blush reaction to this was, this is a goddamn travesty. Like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's going to ruin the games. And... It took me a couple days. Mm-hmm. I really, I like, I had to legit meditate like, on it. Think about it hard. Yeah. Like I had to have a lot of conversations. I talked to a lot of coaches. I talked to a lot of athletes. I talked mm-hmm. to a lot of people who are involved in in the space, uh, sponsors, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, most most people's first reaction is negative. Mm-hmm. Some people were like, "It is what it is. Doesn't really matter." Mm-hmm. AKA like the fucking Fakowskis of the world. Yeah, Fakowski yeah. was like, "I don't care." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which which just I mean, it, uh, it goes to show you the difference because yeah. the people who give a shit the most are the people who it's not going to have any fucking effect mm-hmm. on. Like the people who are just barely struggling to make regionals sucks for you, man. But like yeah, yeah. this doesn't really have anything to do with Correct, you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, Chase and I were just talking about this uh, earlier is like the people who are struggling to make regionals. This is a positive for them mm-hmm. because instead of them struggling to make regionals and failing three years in a row, they can just go and compete at one of these sanctioned events. Yeah. You can now pay and get that regionals experience yeah, you just and jump in and go. And yeah. you're going to be able to say, Hey, I beat Noah Olson on the first <laughs> round of the first workout at Wadapalooza 2019. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and or 2020. So like yeah. that gives, that gives one opportunity you are going to be able to say that. Chase. Fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to be team. Day. So competing that, against that asshole. That gives one <laughs> one opportunity, right? Of uh, the people who are most vocally complaining about it are the people this doesn't affect at all. Yeah. Um, secondarily, from a business standpoint, I mean, fuck. How else? How how else can Greg Glassman? How how much clearer can he make it that his number one concern is growing the number of affiliates? Mm-hmm. That's the that's all he gives a shit about because he, for him. It's a real simple. It's a real simple calculus. What goes on in the affiliates is a positive, net positive outcome for the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. How do we make that a larger net positive outcome? We just have more affiliates. You mm-hmm. have more affiliates. More you have more people participating. Simple as that. And so, he just wants to have as many affiliates yep. in the world as possible. Yes, there's a business. There's like a money making part portion of that. But who gives a shit? Like he, yeah, sh- yeah. you know, whatever. That's fine. The the fact of the matter is like if you're trying to grow the number of affiliates in the world, you have to have to start including 
the international scene as mm-hmm. much as possible. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that CrossFit was building the games into this format, this format is cool. Mm-hmm. It's really good. If anything, it needed to be more exclusive in order to be more of what they were trying to originally market it as. Mm-hmm. Like if they were going to say these are the fittest human beings on earth, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's you're going to have to make it a little more exclusive. So, like, Travis Mayer doesn't barely miss out on qualifying, but in, like, the uh, the combined regional leaderboard, he's, like, 11th or some shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a flaw in the system. Mm-hmm. But this system and that system have one thing in common, and Kyle, you touched on this, which is it's not going to have any fucking effect on the top five or six in the games. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yes. those people are going to stay the top five or six, and they're going to find their way back there. <laughs> Without yeah. having any issues. Yep. And so if you're looking at who it's really affecting, the negative outcome is we lose regionals, which were community events. They're fun to watch. But now instead of having... Were any, they ever fun to watch? Yes. I mean, they were for some people, right? Some here, people. here is the thing. Here is why I'm thinking this is a win-win ultimately, at least in as regards the... Um, the outside sanctioned events is that it is a win-win for CrossFit and various of these other events because we'd seen initially at least a few years ago a robust ecosystem of independent fitness throwdowns that were had nothing to do with CrossFit CrossFit wanted nothing to do with them and eventually they started dying off as they continued to lose relevance as the regional competitions it kind of took up that space, that uh, that extra competition space that people were interested in that wasn't the CrossFit games. Yeah, yeah just the season didn't lend itself to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now, and and but here's the thing: CrossFit spent lots and lots of money to put on all these regional events, which never ultimately paid off in the way they would have wanted to, mm-hmm. as big spectator events that sort of paid for themselves because yeah, people the, were interested in showing up for them. Out of the them. nine regionals, I would mm-hmm. say at most three of them sold out. Europe, mm-hmm. California, which I guess was west this past year, yeah. and probably Australia. Yeah. And they're semi-boring to watch. Why? Because they're all doing the same events, and it's all in a very tight time period. Mm-hmm. Here, if you have 16 different events stretched out over many, many months, all of the events at each, sorry, all of the exercises at each of the events will be different, presumably. The mm-hmm. programming will be different. Yeah. Uh, the stakes will be very different because you're going to see people showing up there to win, to take the prize of showing up to the games, including people we expect should be making it to the games but didn't qualify for other reasons. So it makes that whole you know middle space between the Open and the games much more exciting, much more dynamic, and in terms of it being a win-win, uh, CrossFit Inc. saves a lot of money, lot of money. not having and to put on make those money events. Because the events have to pay CrossFit for the yep. sanctioning. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So CrossFit will come out net positive financially, and but also... Much like the CrossFit ecosystem, economic ecosystem has resulted in many other companies growing, such as Rogue Fitness has grown, even though it is technically independent of CrossFit Inc. The ecosystem of people putting on fitness throwdown events will now suddenly get a massive boost. Now there'll have to be at least 16 events that are semi-high profile, mm-hmm. put on well. People will be way more interested in watching them. You know, Wadapalooza is an awesome event. It looks great. The programming is awesome. But probably the majority, majority of people watching are people related to various of the participants because it is a large participatory event. Mm-hmm. Here you're going to have, one, a lot of people watching who are friends with the participants because that will still be the same. But 
this will take the place of people's interest, what otherwise would have been interest in regionals. Uh, so folks will be watching it as spectators now, mm-hmm. more so than before. I think the attendance will be much higher. People with eyeballs on it will be much, much higher than it otherwise would be. Plus, again, creating new events kind of out of the middle of nowhere where mm-hmm. they didn't exist Yeah, before. I mean, instead of now having seven, eight, or nine regional events, you have 16 mm-hmm. over the course of you know seven months. Yeah, and yeah. imagine how... Imagine how exciting that last chance qualifier is going to be the last event the one that's like in the end of june like you know four weeks before the game starts five weeks before the game starts and ben smith is like holy shit some dude from pakistan is going to the crossfit games and i'm not and he goes to qualify and he shows up and there's like 15 top 20 games athletes there who are like show up motherfucker we're the monstars and now he has to like win you know what i mean like that Basically, the last chance qualifier event will be the CrossFit Games. Yeah. It'll, it'll be the CrossFit Games without Matt Fraser. Ben Smith yeah. shows up. He's missing part of an eyebrow, an <laughs> eye, a big-ass beard. He's well, like, I'm here, motherfuckers. Yeah, what, I'm, <laughs> I'm, what I'm so curious about is like the idea of, okay, there's 16 events spread out. It'll be interesting to see, and this is something that we see in a lot of the other sports that uh, that well, Cliff and I cover at, uh, at Flow Sports. Um, we see like people will begin to have to strategize their year. Because... It's not going to be a case where all of like the top 50 men and women show up to all 16 events on some sort of tour. They're going to have to pick and strategize what events they're going to go to, where are they going to try and secure their spot versus not secure their spot. You Who know? else is showing up to this event? Yes, what happens when both Noah Olson and one of the other top CrossFitters decide that Wadapalooza is going to be their way to qualify for the games this year, and they both have to go for it hard yeah. uh, you know, to try and win. It'll be Looking very, at you, Mayor. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like, it'll be very, very interesting to see how people strategize their year around uh, around this, this, this new schedule of events. Because think who is going to be scrambling for spots. There'll be a whole mess of American athletes, obviously, mm-hmm. since it'll just be Matt Frazier uh, probably uh, qualifying through the Open. Uh, I mean, unless he just retires or something i don't know he's like all this bullshit um but there'll be a whole there'll be a whole he's the person least affected more likely matt fraser's like huh i get to qualify for the crossfit games and have five months of uninterrupted training cool Cool. so i'm gonna i'm gonna win by by two thousand points although i would be curious matt fraser seems like the kind of person i don't think he'll do this but it'd be fun if he just decides to play a spoiler or party crasher to everyone (laughs) by just by just showing up to every event because only the winner qualifies there so he'll just win all six we have to assume (laughs) a once one person or this is another this is another aspect is it creates if you live in a if you are geographically proximate to events that are earlier in the season it kind of gives you an interesting advantage because yeah. let's say you live next door to where like whatever's the first event uh, of the season then you can basically at no expense and no no out of pocket expense just try your hand at that event and then later, as things get more serious, you can make a, a, a calculation as to whether or not you want to spend that money to uh, to like fly. Try to, it again. Yeah, to fly to like fucking wherever for a throwdown and try and qualify for your spot. Whereas people who let's say live nowhere near the events that are earlier in the season might have to make that judgment of do I need to risk it or do I am I waiting around for something that's more convenient geographically for me? Yeah, and program wise, programming wise, um, that's the other thing that. I think a lot of people are making assumptions about it's like, you know, right now we know of three events 
Dubai, Granite Games, and Wadapalooza. Two of those are in America. But one is uh, super fucking far away. Sure is. Super expensive to get to um, and not expensive to stay near. Th- I mean, it's not mm-hmm. not expensive to stay around. And, yeah. it's, and it's significantly harder than the other events. Yes. Like yeah. Wadapalooza like, is a three-day, maybe eight events. And DFX is basically the games. Basically the games. It's a five-day, like 17 scored mm. events event. It's fucking mm. gnarly. Yeah, but... Yeah. Generally, if you do well there, you are one of the top. Laura yeah. Horvath. Laura Horvath. Uh, Lucas, uh, Lucas Hogberg. Um, so that will be interesting to see how that pans out. It's going to make it super expensive to play yeah. If, yeah. You, if you can't qualify any yeah. other way. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think I think if you... And it's, it's a strange comparison, but if you look at like the golf tour or tennis tour, I think they both function similarly, mm-hmm. is they have these marquee events. They have, you know, the their, the majors or whatever, which would be the CrossFit Games. Like, it's a marquee event that everyone's trying to get into, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to compete at. And at the same time, they have the rest of the tour where you can qualify, participate, win some money. But at the end of the day, you're basically being paid in by sponsors. Mm-hmm. And so you're being paid in by sponsors because you know, your face can sell golf clubs or your face can sell like, you know, collared Nike t-shirts or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. So that sort of thing is, um, is I think a huge possibility here because my understanding is Reebok is basically like, I'm done. Like we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, I've heard mixed, mixed things, whether they're actually making nano nines or not, or if they're just making updates to the nano eights mm-hmm. and that happens, that's like, decisions that happen a year in advance so if they're making nano nines they're fucking for sure not making nano tens yeah Yeah. so um you know there's like this this idea of if the sponsorship space opens up let's Mm -hmm. say it's like the fucking um the audi crossfit games right let's say it's Mm -hmm. the mercedes-benz crossfit games but the athletes get to show up and they're wearing whatever they want whatever they want with whatever advertisers they want on those jerseys Mm -hmm. That's a whole different world. That's a whole different mm-hmm. world because suddenly you can have a professional CrossFitter who just is like, oh, I'm sponsored by, you know, Downey, Nike, mm-hmm. Tide, Tide, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm sponsored by Tide Ooh, Pods, a Tide Nike. Tide shirt look pretty awesome there. And uh, that, those, are, those are big popular ironic shirts in the 2000s. God dang. Yeah, He's going to throw out that. So, <laughs> so I think there's, uh, I think there's, there's definitely potential there for like this professionalism on the circuit. That's something that does not exist right now, and cannot exist right now. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. Like people are so in love with this regional system, but that's it's not a good system for professionalizing CrossFit. Mm-hmm. It's actually an a terrible system yep. for professionalizing CrossFit because what you get is a bunch of people paying out of pocket to be terrible at CrossFit and then two or three people making all the money so that they can continue being very good at CrossFit. Yep. Now you have the potential of actually opening it up to dozens of people being professional CrossFitters. You don't need to be a games winner to make a career if you have five or six events over the course of seven months that you can go compete at mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, Check it out. Hi, everybody. I just want to thank Nike. Like, oh, I took third. Or, hi, like, you know, I look it up. I, I won this one event. Like, look at Nicky Rankar. Let's say Nick Rankar was like, I never give a shit about going to the CrossFit Games event ever again. But I'm going to go to every single qualifier, and I'm going to win the heaviest, hardest, gnarliest barbell event that they have at mm-hmm. every single event. And he's just like, and my sponsor, Grips. 
whatever the, or like chalk. I'm a chalk. Alico. Alico. I'm a barbell <laughs> sponsored guy by Alico or whatever it is. Like, Think of all the nail polish sponsors Sam Dancer could get. Sam Dancer's going to get all the headband, nail polish, and uh, and hair tie sponsors in the world. Is, is Revlon really woke unless they have Sam Dancer in their advertisements? I think Correct. it's a little bit regressive if they're not. <laughs> Um, it's also interesting. Yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. The idea of could it now if every event, you know, ha, is basically independently owned, and these people are attempting to, you know, kind of give their own event, uh, their event its own flavor, its own reason to watch, its own its own economy around it. You might see things like people are now paying attention. Say, and we keep let's say I'm gonna say Granite Games. People are now paying attention to Granite Games because it's a real opportunity. It's flush with games athletes. People are showing up. There's eyeballs on it, so it could create an incentive for them to say, you know, what, we're also gonna do lift a, a, a lift off event here. You know, where people are going to we're like a where the same CrossFitters could earn cash by doing a, a, a lifting specialization event or other things that aren't maybe part of the main competition but could be added value for spectators and stuff like that and added value to incentivize athletes to show up to you know do specialized competitions yeah i mean cliff kind of mentioned this this um it was like this competitive relationship between crossfit hq and outside events yep Mm -hmm. and that's that's poisonous in the long term that's incredibly poisonous we saw it happen we saw events just disappear crush games just disappeared because events athletes were like i don't know man and the organizers were like well it's really fucking expensive and if no one's showing up and we're not getting thanked for this and we're not making any money for this, then what the fuck's the point? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think now my understanding is also that not only are they going to be sanctioning events to be CrossFit Games qualifiers, but they're going to be opening the license for other events to call themselves CrossFit events. Yeah. So a gym can have just like an in-house throwdown and call it a CrossFit event and That's have nice. the ability to pay CrossFit to license it to say, hey, we're a yeah. CrossFit event. So that opens up a whole different world. Like you can create exactly what you mentioned, this idea of like the CrossFit liftoff. Like why why should we allow not CrossFit, Dave Castro to control all official CrossFit competition? Because up until now, if it has said CrossFit and it's a competition, Dave Castro was behind it in 100% of the cases in the world. And not only was he behind it, but it was essentially a reflection of who he is. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily what CrossFit is, a reflection of who he is. And if you look at, you know, Dave loves to talk about... Hold on. Hmm? What's going on? The uh, camera. Oh. Cool. Uh, this is found time, you guys. So I'm going to tell you a story. One time, I zipped my penis into my pants. The zipper caught the side of my dick, and it... Uh, no, that never happened. It's from that movie. Uh, there's something about Mary. Mm-hmm. Where he got some dick, and then some ball, and then some dick below that How'd somehow. How'd you get the bean above the franks? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very complicated. I have no idea where we were. I don't know, but that made me want a hot dog really yeah. bad for some reason. Because um, you worked hard today. I, I did. Didn't. I did fitness. Were we talking about Dave Castro? Yeah, we yeah, were talking Dave about Castro. how Soul the programmer of all things. A reflection of David Castro. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Castro essentially um, was the... So he would talk about... He talks about how he's like, oh, you know, I don't really like the spotlight. I don't really like being in front mm-hmm. of the camera. It's not something I'm good at. And it's like, you're a fucking liar, Dave Castro. Yeah, yeah. You're a fucking liar. Because all you do is every opportunity you have, you put yourself in front of the camera. Yeah. Like the crit race, there's no goddamn reason that you put yourself on a bright green 
fucking like three thousand dollar bicycle in all black with a bandana around your face yeah, yeah. and start the crit race off like fuck off that yeah, yeah. that doesn't need to happen literally anybody you could have auctioned that off for charity yep. and anybody could have fucking done it and you would have actually done something good for the world Except pat Vellner. Except, yeah. Uh, my chain broke. My chain's broke. I almost killed somebody, but my chain broke. Oh, Jesus. Pat Vellner's fallen into a manhole, you guys. Why was that left open? <laughs> and then uh, Bugs Bunny shows up and drags the manhole <laughs> off screen. Um, yeah, so it's like the, the fact of the matter is Dave Castro's ego has taken over CrossFit. It wasn't the CrossFit games as much as it was the Dave Castro games. Yep. And now Greg Glassman is basically like, hey... <laughs> I started this shit, so fuck off. Yeah, You're yeah, going to yeah. have to do what I'm telling you to do. And Dave Castro is going to have to, as an adult, just deal with the fact that this is no longer his, his own personal toy. fiefdom. It's not. It's yeah. not his toy anymore. And so, you know, I think that's going to be ultimately good for CrossFit, mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, and it's ultimately going to be good for Dave Castro. People are like, why doesn't why don't Dave and Justin uh, offer to buy the CrossFit games from Greg Glassman? <laughs> uh, because that's not how this fucking works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, let's let's get serious here. After all this talk about um, about Greg Glassman taking a more leading role, I just found myself on YouTube just looking at some of those old Greg Glassman lectures for over the last few years, which I haven't watched in a while. Which just reminds me of the fact that yeah, Greg Glassman is really, 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 really smart. He's yeah. smart, whereas in- Dave. Castro is a smart guy, but he's not really, really, really smart. He's just a decently competent guy who, because he's been doing this for a while, is decently competent at programming events, but if you're going to have someone as a mastermind in charge of things, Glassman's the better way to go. Yeah. Greg Glassman is smart in a way that is um, shocking sometimes. It is... The way that he's able to very, very easily and simply analyze a problem and mm-hmm. come up with a solution and then execute that solution in a way that has no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is a perfect example. Yep. He knew exactly what he needed. He knew exactly what the problem was. And he found one solution mm-hmm. that fixed all of it. It and grows CrossFit and it gets rid of the Dave Castro games. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> as all things should be. Exactly. Yeah. He's the, he's, yeah. Uh, and um, he had the balls to actually go through with it. And he, and it's just, it's, if you look back, like a little miniature history on people thinking they knew better than Glassman only to, in retrospect, uh, realized that they were wrong. If you remember, ten years ago, criticisms of CrossFit are well, the uh, the the they need to more effectively police the quality of the coaching inside anything that has the CrossFit uh, logo on it. You know, it's like uh, many people even uh, parted ways from affiliations with CrossFit because they're like, well, you're just certifying these people as CrossFit trainers, and then they're going off and starting CrossFit gyms, and there's no quality control. You guys need to be in there quality controlling uh, uh, the coaching. And Glassman's uh, simple explanation was he said. You know, uh, was that our goal is to grow the amount of these affiliates out there in the world, and then the market will create quality control for us. And everyone called him an idiot and thought that this was a dumb idea and that this was going to be the ruin of CrossFit because now CrossFit has suddenly become a trend and you have all these people who don't know how to coach weightlifting who are now level one certified and they're going to go start gyms and it's going to dilute the brand and everything's going to be wrong. Ten years later, who was right? You know, who was right about that? Yeah. Glassman sort of, you know, I mean, he was the, ahead of us. Same thing, by the way, on the uh, for the open, the open. We kind of talked about it last time, but the brief version being that he's like, yeah, this someone could 
hollow out the weight plates or something and, and, and fake all their videos and qualify for the CrossFit Games. But that will not in any way affect um, you know, who ends up uh, at the top of the regional leaderboard and definitely not who ends up at the top of the games leaderboard uh, at the end of the day. So all this will do is rapidly expand. And remember, I think at the time, the Open was around, you know, was like under 100,000. And he's like, well, what happens when it's it was hundreds like, of thousands of it people? It was like 26,000 people, the I believe, year, the first yeah. one. Yeah. Now, last year, the CrossFit Open handled 400,000 people as part of it and that was literally the scenario that he was thinking about when he eliminated sectionals and went to and went to the CrossFit Open. So, if you kind of run a lot of these changes through a Glassman computer, you realize that he's, there's there's, he's, there's a logic to it. He is multiple steps ahead of everybody yeah, else. Yeah. And I think when people are getting bogged down on um you know what the possibilities are for the logistical issues right like what happens when you have 250 athletes at the crossfit games mm. and everyone it sucks yeah it's like well i don't know you should do fucking elimination style that, that's yep. dave and justin's job you know what i mean like mm-hmm. how do you do doping control I, I don't know man that's dave and justin's job like they'll figure that shit yeah, out yeah. there if there's anything that crossfit has shown that they're actually competent at it's the possibility that they can do good logistics like mm-hmm. regionals and the games and the open that's really fucking hard yep. to pull off and they were able to at least pull it off mm-hmm. so like let's let's give them this opportunity to figure that out and yeah, yeah. And, and figure that out you yeah. know yeah um oh hi <laughs> hello no you're good those are chases <laughs> oh we're using it for the camera Say hi to the camera. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hi, honey. Hi. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and for those of you who are listening now, for the first time in months, we are video recording this episode. So Correct. check it out if you want to see how big Cliff's arms are now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're actually quite Holy a bit smaller shit. than last time. In there. person, though, they're just like... Mm-hmm. It's, like well, you have, it's a wide-angle lens, so if I can extend it closer to the lens, that'll increase the size. It's there, like you have, you have honeydews mm-hmm. attached to your delts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make that bigger. Yeah, Good work. There you go. uh, <laughs> it makes a big difference. If the I, lens is very wide. I also... I think you know people are, are uh, understandably maybe a little a little speculating that I might be making shit up, that this might be, this might not be true. (laughs) And I wanted to very quickly address that before we we finish up here Uh by saying you're fucking wrong. Uh I'm fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) About what? I'm confused. Like people legit are like, he's just making shit up. Like CrossFit HQ hasn't said anything about this. And and so none of this is true. It's all speculation. You mean the article that was written by a more legit source? Right. By a more legit source. By the way, of which there is a literally a recorded phone call with Greg Glassman saying all of this shit. This is not fake. I'm telling you right now, this shit is real. Hashtag fake news. Get get used to it. I know you don't want to believe it, but I'm Mm -hmm. telling you right now. This is the future. Yes. You're Welcome. not going to regionals. You're not going to regionals. And the fact that you give a shit about the regionals going away, that's even more proof you never had a goddamn chance to begin with. Yeah. Ouch. Oof, harsh. But most importantly is that in the very last regionals ever held, Handsome Chase participated. Yeah. Goddamn right. right. Thank you. That was my plan. I knew the whole time. I had yes. one shot. Yes, you Congratulations, did it, Chase. We really, I, I, I think that's really important. Just as I am the still reigning 
intermediate fittest man in the world, you are the still reigning <laughs> member of the ninth fittest team in the South Regional. Yes. Congratulations, sir. Fellow regional athlete. She, uh, and Katie's right. also a regional athlete. That's right. Mm-hmm. Big it's dick a, energy over here. Big yes. dick energy indeed. Yes. It's worth noting that Armin, Armin's wife, Katie, who is, who, is, who is watching right now, is also a regional athlete. Correct. I can't mention that enough. Yeah. So. We cannot talk about that enough considering yeah. the fact that she literally started CrossFitting within months yes. of, of qualifying for regionals with her team mm-hmm. and uh, got like her first muscle up at regionals and uh, has is still to this day <laughs> like still to this day fitter than I am. No matter how much I exercise, Katie will outwork me 100% of the time. Which brings us back around to a relevant topic. Um, speaking of people getting their first muscle-ups in competition... Uh, Daniel I, got his first muscle-up? Daniel got his first muscle-up, no. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking about the fact that this kind of will take us now back to the 2010 games, the very first mm. event that took place uh, at the Home Depot, whatever it was called at the time. Um and uh, when there were athletes still st- uh, securing spots out of, I think, South America, and the entire event, the entire uh, games uh, uh, began with the bottom heat of the women performing Amanda, uh, which was a poor choice uh, of things to start off the broadcast. Of you, this. Have, you have nine muscle-ups. Yes, nine muscle-ups to do. <laughs> Exposed. And we saw, yes. And we saw several athletes who clearly... Didn't, not only did not have muscle-ups, uh, but uh, maybe had never seen a pair of rings before, uh, who were just sort of stuck on the competition <laughs> floor. Um, and we, I mean, the point I was going to getting to was, it'll be interesting because no doubt there will be an element of that returning to the CrossFit Games. But I can tell you from uh, you know having covered track and field and many other large, uh, robust participatory events with an international following that you know. I think also, I don't think we have to worry about that so much because many of these events that have elite runners and all sorts of things have lower competitive heats and brackets that you never see as part of the broadcast or whatever. And that's when the athlete from Djibouti will show up. Because that said, there are a couple. Oh, us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> us. Well, we're opening CrossFit Djibouti so we can all qualify to the games. Yes. Uh, just FYI, folks. We've already applied for citizenship. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a couple little things just in re the uh, uh, a large number of qualifiers from all the various countries. Uh, some things which will subtly change it up such that probably will have a more, still a reasonably watchable games is that one, there'll be minimum work requirements on the open workouts such that if you say don't get a muscle up in an open workout, that country doesn't qualify a person. So I think there'll be. Some I don't think that's going to be the case at all. You don't think that's going to no, be the case. You I don't, don't think, think it's going to be minimum I think, work requirements. I think it's going to be as as available as possible. Mm-hmm. It's going to be literally as it is right now. So like, and you get murked. Whoever's yeah, if you if you're just like the best shamed, the best CrossFitter in like Morocco and is Morocco a country or a city? Mm, I think it's a city. Uh, don't ask no, me. Morocco's a country. Morocco's a there country. We go. I'm Sorry, really I smart. Out there, there we go. Yes. Casablanca North, North, North is Africa. a city. Casablanca is the city. That's right. So mm-hmm. if you're like the fittest athlete no, in Morocco, Madagascar. <laughs> and oh, there's only like shit. there's only three affiliates in in Morocco, and you're like, oh yeah, fuck, I I just snatched 145 last week, and I can do like 10 pull-ups. Yeah, yeah. and then you like just happen to win the open in your yeah. in your country. Congratulations, you're a CrossFit Games mm-hmm. athlete. And then I show would be up. curious because here here's a couple things. One, because the open has increased in importance dramatically. 
And it's still, though, over five weeks, as they have announced, mm-hmm. that the nature of the open workouts is going to shift slightly. There'll sure. be a bit more pressure that it be a bit more of a comprehensive test of fitness than, say, it has been in the past, even though it's been pretty predictive. Mm-hmm. Also, I do think there's going to be some legit minimum work requirements for the qualifiers, say, I think, in order to get the, uh, I the don't know, man. The RX last, version of the workout The last done. thing that Dave Castro, the last thing that Greg Glassman wants is to actually exclude countries from sending mm-hmm. athletes. His his entire point is to have these countries with less, like only two affiliates send their athletes. Yep. That's the that's mm-hmm. the entire goal. So I think what's going to end up happening is is the open. If I had to do this, I would probably figure out some way of saying like, all right, before the open starts, when you register, you're registering either as an individual, as a team, and mm-hmm. you're registering either as potentially qualifying for the games or not. And that way it's like, here we go. We have a separate leaderboard for the teams, a separate leaderboard for the individuals. If you're an individual, you're not on the team leaderboard. Mm-hmm. If you're a team, you're not on the individual leaderboard. And the workouts are different. It's like, here's a team qualifying <sighs> set of workouts. Here's an individual qualifying <laughs> set of workouts. But we'll probably see... The open get tougher for sure. I think yeah. there'll be multiple multi-event weeks. Yeah, you know there'll be there'll be a lot more of this like broad test because if that, especially in the the weird season that's happening in 2019, mm-hmm. that's going to be the only qualifying way that people are getting to the CrossFit Games. It for fucks sure cannot just be like six Metcons between eight and twelve minutes and a one or max clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will not cut it. Can and will. <laughs> I mean, maybe it will cut it because guess who fucking won both the Open and the CrossFit Games? Matt fucking Frazier. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Matt uh, fucking Frazier. Matt fucking Frazier. I was just—I had a lot of saliva in my mouth <laughs> talking yeah. to say, say uh, his face. You know. And here's another thing that will come back uh, in the early iterations of the CrossFit Games. There were cuts. Mm-hmm. Not every You're person continued right to were. participate through to the end. Now, eventually, they got rid of cuts. For some reason, I don't know. They really, they, they should have kept morale. Them, but morale. <laughs> but now with 180 potential athletes, say, 180, Way more over, like a few years down the road, it's going to be it's going to be like 250 athletes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe if, for example, they had the schedule of the games the same way it was now, you could have, say, a Wednesday, a day of rest, and then three straight days of competition. That Wednesday, you could load in five events in that Wednesday. Uh, and would be less damaging than this Wednesday, the this previous <laughs> ones, uh, Wednesday without the marathon row. But you could load in five events on that Wednesday that are pretty comprehensive tests, and you could make cuts after that first day, yep. such that you go into Friday with a much smaller field. Mm-hmm. They still Whoosh. get to show up, still get to be featured on the broadcast, it's but not cut off. All, can you imagine the all those folks that like came all that way just for like yeah. one, one day? Yes, but I mean, uh, one it's day me. Of- I'm a Mario from Italy. That's I'm right. here for the, the cross of the games. It's yes. like, can you snatch 200 pounds? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fuck. What was, that was who, highly racist. Who's who the Italian guy who uh, was training in Cookville? Uh, who what? I made up his name. Who was a oh, teenager? Uh, Ted? Uh, uh, and DeCoco? DeCoco. Oh, De- oh yes. Angelo DeCoco. Angelo DeCoco. <laughs> uh, when Angelo... Let's say... The when Chico a- can yes. snatch 200 the pounds. Chico. I think the yes. Chico, isn't it? Yeah, yes. but Angelo DeCoco is Okay, right, right. So right. Angelo DeCoco is from Cookville, but right. Angelo DeCoco, he is from uh, Corleone in Sicily. And Jesus when Christ. he shows up, uh, when he shows up to the CrossFit Games, l- like really carb-loaded on pasta... <laughs> Uh, I had a lag of a penny last night. I like the pasta. When when Angelo DeCoco, 
Angelo de Coco, love of the past. I don't agree with any of the statements when being Angelo made. When Angelo de Coco, you can't be racist against Italian people. It's impossible. I know, but um, they got the mob. It's never been possible. <laughs> but, uh, never will be possible. Uh, but uh, but when he shows up, uh, point being, people will be fucking thrilled to show up and compete one day at the CrossFit Games Dude, and then get eliminated. The Scottish motherfucker better show up like blue paint on the yeah. face wearing a goddamn kilt. Do you see how awesome this is <laughs> yes, going to this be? Is true. The Russian guy shows up dressed like Drago with the fucking like fade this high This is going to be like Street Fighter. It's yeah. Street Fighter. <laughs> Mortal Kombat the CrossFit Games edition. It's going to be There's so There's a sumo sick. wrestler there. No one knows how Fuck he qualified. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so pumped. And just a bunch of other ethnic Stereotypes. The more I think about in. this, the more it's just a samurai. I've brought a dishonor to my family. Yes. Like so, disqualifying the first. Holy <laughs> shit! Harakiri. Harakiri. Seppuku. This is like the quest. One of my favorite Van Damme. Yes. Movies. There's going to be a Jamaican CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. There's yes. no fit people in fucking Jamaica. Like Only Jamaican bobsled team. Yes. Huh? I see. I see. Katie's <laughs> trying to prevent Armin Katie's from saying something. Katie's having a panic attack right now, thinking Armin's what? going to try a Jamaican accent. I'm not going to try Big a Jamaican time. accent. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jamaican me crazy, man. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fuck! Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm super pumped about this. Uh, yes. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Change everything. Fucking change the format every year. Who yeah. cares? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, make something new and different and, and wild way, every mo- year. Yeah, I am more interested this this coming year, by the way, because I did have the feeling uh, this past year where the games were kind of getting a little stale. It's like same <laughs> format for many years in a row, same faces showing oh, up. Man, I wonder who's going to win. I bet you <laughs> it's <laughs> Rich, Matt, and Tia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm definitely curious. I, I was definitely feeling it was a bit stale, getting get a bit boring with the games. This suddenly made me way more interested in this upcoming game season. Yeah. By the way, and here's another thing to think about. Uh, just looking at the future, they say they're going to have 16 qualifying events. So now, if once those events are flush with games athletes, people start paying attention. They actually start to make. Hopefully, these you know the events start to make money and stuff. They're going to be. Uh, CrossFit is going to be sieged with fucking uh, uh, applications for people who want to start new events that are also going to be officially sanctioned. And so how long does that stay 16 events before it expands to 32 events and whatever, Jesus. whatever, whatever? Fuck it, man. Make you it know? as many events as you that's want. What I'm sa- but that's what I'm saying. That would be great in a sense. Yeah. If not, if it would have to eventually migrate away from, well, if you win an event, you, the one-to-one relationship of if you win an event, you, you, you qualify for the games. It would Once there's 50 qualifying events, I mean, fuck it. Who knows? Send them all to the fucking games, but change um, it into a point system. Yeah, but exactly, it changed to a point system where maybe eventually, not unlike some other sports, uh, there's 50 sanctioned qualifying events. You go to a few, you accumulate points. There's a leaderboard across the year, and then you go. I mean, Spartan then, race. The NASCAR. fact is, yeah, the fact is, listen, there's a chance that this is a disaster. Yeah. But there's a fucking really good chance. The more I think about it, there's a really good chance yeah. that this is a huge net positive for everybody involved. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. the fan favorites who are not going to be qualifying yep. for the CrossFit Games. Yep, yep, yep. Because yep. they're going to make Sager. more money. Yeah, they're going to make more money <laughs> getting getting uh, getting crushed on the circuit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like, listen, do you want to qualify? Do you want to watch the same fucking people win the CrossFit Games every year and then watch the bottom 20 
not make any money, spend tens of thousands of dollars across the season, never ever do anything, get burnt out, and then just shuffle completely? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to get to know some of the people who are in the 15th to 20th range and watch them get better over time without mm-hmm. them having to sacrifice every part of their fucking lives in yep. order to just win one event, right? Like you get to see them actually progress a professional career yep. as an athlete. Yep, yep, yep. Not to mention, once these, uh, if these events do prove to be economically viable and start drawing a bigger audience, it will be much easier for the events to take on ti- bigger and bigger title sponsors themselves and actually be able to pay uh, all of the participants or more of the participants or whatever. So it just means more money going into the thing. As, and opposed, to, as opposed to, by the way, if you want to look at a good analogous example to where CrossFit could have headed if it had stayed on the same path, you can look at a sport like track and field, which was so dominated by Nike that it, gets, it really gets in the way of other athletes securing sponsorships because now... Uh, Nike signed a deal with I think USATF, which is the U, uh, U, the governing body of all track in the United States, and so it's like if you want to show up to an officially sanctioned event, you have to wear Nike shoes and all sorts of other shit. Hell yeah, so posers. Now, exactly, and that's the thing is that Checks like over stripes. so you have athletes that's who are like. just trying to secure sponsorships with Brooks or Asics or these sorts of things, and then having to show up and compete in Nike gear, which is not helping them make money from their sponsors certainly. So anyway, all yeah. things to think about. The only people right now who there's a complete unknown whether or not they're fucked is the the age groups yeah and my guess is they're probably not fucked my guess is it might just go to like all online which is terrible but at least it still exists whatever the people who like really fucked themselves up were like the morons that dropped out of high school to be professional crossfitters (laughs) at like 16 sorry you're an idiot so was that a thing that are they though there's Mm. a lot of people who did that there's like i can think of at least five people who did that whose parents were like he's gonna be the next rich froning and it's like okay well (laughs) yo (laughs) congratulations taking second in the the age group 16 to 17 like that's really that's really useful Mm -hmm. Um, and then suddenly there's no more teenage group fuck school kids quit and do crossfit Mm -hmm. so that's my position i think i think uh don't don't drop out of high school drop out of college yes that was a bad decision like going to homeschooling was a bad decision anyway even if it was staying in in the original format and it's an even worse decision if like everyone's like yeah we're not doing that shit anymore no more teenage crossfit champions yeah so anyway who knows about that that is all speculation because we don't know what's going to happen with the age groups but until we find out uh and it's going to be a few weeks before we find out because i think they're really trying to nail down all these details um but over the course of the next month or two we're going to get more details coming out the official rule book will be coming out crossfit will make an actual announcement because you know this is the first time crossfit's been legit scooped and like huge shout out to uh justin with morning Mm -hmm. chalk up for making that shit happen that was awesome um and and so Hopefully we'll get some more details on the rest of those uh, those little like logistical concerns, and yep. we'll see what happens. Want to see a drawing contest? Scale as nation. Um, uh, I want you to send us your illustrations of your own best uh, Street Fighter style ethnic stereotype representation of like what I want to know what a Scottish CrossFit Games champion will look like. I want to know Groundskeeper Willie. What? Uh, yes, I want exactly. Oh yeah, perfect. Uh, we perfect. already know. See, we already know. I want to know what the Argentinian looks like. I want, I want to know what, what the Iraqi like. CrossFitter looks like. Yes, <laughs> it's probably yes. gonna look a lot Tre- like you and me. Tread lightly, <laughs> you guys. Tread lightly. Use um, me as your paint me like one of your Iraqi CrossFit girls. It me. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> That's it. We're going to wrap it right there. Go ahead and get your plugs in, guys. Let's wrap this up. Uh, I'm Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account still finding its identity. And I'm at Chase504 on Twitter and Instagram. 
And you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV, and uh, I will probably still be very fucking high off of C4 at that time. Mm-hmm. Whenever it is you listen to this, I'm still going to be buzzing off of C4. So still be buzzing so and still have erectile dysfunction. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking I can go bust through the other side. Like if I take enough pre-workout, mm-hmm. I'm just going to bust through the other side and finally have an you erection. You grew an energy dick. It's going to be great. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>